Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Whenever things get hard, it's not just about my own well-being, it's about them. To me, that's what makes it so rewarding is that it's not just about me. That's why I do it. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. And right now we are in the incredible Austin, Texas. Hello, Amber. Hi there. Hey. Hey. Howdy. Howdy. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's how I say it around here. (laughs) Amber, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm Amber Gray, and I'm the founder and CEO of Trusty Oak, where we provide U.S.-based virtual assistant services. And that's a little bit of a mouthful, but in short, it's really just your back office admin, social media management, all of those small things that have to happen uh, for businesses to run. So, Okay. We're going to Dive deep because yeah. <laughs> do you know I wrote a book called How to Outsource? I didn't realize that, which no. I even forgot that I wrote. <laughs> and so I flew to Austin to write a book with one of my favorite authors, which I haven't got into yet. That's happening next week. And my mom's like, haven't you written a book before? And I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like, this is my first book. She's like, no, I'm pretty sure you wrote a book. And I'm like, what are you talking about, mom? Like, I ha- I haven't. And she reminded me. She's not very technical, so she wouldn't know what a PDF is. Okay. But she reminded me that I wrote an ebook a long time ago, which I don't count as a book. I see. It's an ebook. <laughs> it's like a, you know, 20 page, like how to outsource. That's not a book. Yeah. I'm writing like a real book now. But anyway, my mom's like, that was a book. You yeah. sold it and everything. I'm like, I suppose I did sell it. Like, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with outsourcing, do a heavy amount of research on virtual assistant. I am in love with the conversation we're about to have. Awesome. But before we get more into Trusty Oak and um, all things you related to Trusty Oak, let's talk about your personal journey through tech. When did you first discover your love for technology? Well, my my story is kind of odd. I have a very odd career track. When um, I first graduated high school, I never went to college, and I was a pharmacy technician for 11 years. Yeah. So no tech whatsoever, no anything. And I was realizing I was at the top of my pay scale and couldn't really advance at all without either going to school or just totally taking a different path. So I just kind of took a chance and started freelancing, learning how to project manage for my friend that was a coder and designer. And she, she was like, Hey, I think you could, you have what it takes to do project management. I need help. I'm disorganized. So it just started as a subcontractor for her. And then the company we were working for 
kind of, I guess, noticed my talent and yeah. picked picked me up. And so that's when I really— And that's st- Trusty Oak? Uh, no, it was oh. a digital marketing company oh, called it. Shelton Interactive that was a startup here in Austin in got 2010. It. And so I got into it and started just really just learning more about the project management side. I didn't do code or design or some of that stuff, but I was, you know, managing the processes. We're talking about Basecamp earlier, Basecamp, you know, just making things happen and bringing all the right people together. And I grew with the company. And I guess in a lot of ways, I fell in love with the business part of it, um, even more so than the technical pieces of it. But that's kind of, I guess, whenever I realized, okay, this is a thing. So... Yeah, and then Trusty Oak, that was an accidental. I had no idea I was going to start a company. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to get a job. I thought, I have five years' experience with this startup now, so maybe I can go to Apple or IBM. And, you know, I started applying for jobs, but no college at all. Um, You know, the computers are filtering me out before I ever talk to anyone. So. I got discouraged first, and then whenever I realized, you know, maybe this is a sign to think bigger, um, I stumbled on Periscope. There was, like, that hot minute that I was on Periscope. I came across— Crazy! That's, like, live live video (laughs) Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So I came across another company that was—a virtual assistant company, and at first I thought, apply for a job. But I knew that wasn't really what I wanted, and I had the light bulb moment in the shower. Hey, why don't I just start a company that does this? So many questions. First of all, I really want to acknowledge how just incredible and awesome it is that you were working in another, a complete other industry for 11 years. That's not a year. It's not a short period of time. And you made a leap into an industry that at that point you didn't know much about and you essentially pressed the restart button. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were you scared? Um. A little bit, but I I had this, you know, the person that kind of encouraged me to it was saying, no, you totally have what it takes to do this. You yeah. can do it. And then when I started reading books, I, I think I went to Half Price Books and bought some project management yeah. books and just started reading it and realized I really like this. This yeah. is like kind of who I am. And so I don't know. I think I didn't have a lot of living expenses. I was, you know, just keeping things low. And I just thought, you know what? It's worth taking a risk. So yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. What were the initial offerings that you thought you'd have that would make you stand out amongst your competitors? I mean, the, the virtual assistant space is quite competitive. There's a lot of people offering that. Um, sites like Upwork, mm-hmm. um, Fiverr, et cetera. What makes Trusty Oak different? And wh- why call it Trusty Oak? Yeah. Two-in-one question. Yeah, two-in-one <laughs> question. Well, I think um, – well, I'll start with with why I call it Trusty Oak. I wanted it to represent something that is dependable, reliable, kind of yeah. stand the test of time. Um, a lot of the other sites, I mean, they're great for, yeah. for project-based little things, but um, I was looking to establish something that's more ongoing yeah. and, in, and really serve as – in the role of an employee for a business, but yeah. but be able to do it virtually with independent contractors. Right. So, Trusty Oak just to represent that dependability and yeah. you know something that's going to be there and um, and that's really the differentiator too is just that I guess it's twofold. One for our client side, we really do we want someone that they can count on that's got a higher level professionalism. There's yeah. a vetting process. It's not just like upload your profile and you get to work. Um, there's a whole strenuous process for selecting the virtual assistants that we work with. So that gives us the ability to really stand true to what we're committing to our clients. But um, the part that I really get passionate about is 
providing work for people that want to work from home for a variety of reasons. I mean, some people are, uh, you know, home with their kids. Actually, up until just this week, we were a 100% female team. And yeah. um, we have one guy that's a web developer now. Yeah. But the the big thing was giving people a chance to break out of the matrix and yeah. not do the traditional nine to five thing. So, and you said Trusty Oak has U.S. based virtual assistants. Was right. that right? Right. So that's the. I think that's important to differentiate because there there's a lot of virtual assistant companies that are a lot less expensive, and you can get a VA anytime, but. Um, a lot of people want someone that can really integrate with their business. And I think being U.S. based and, you know, in the same time zones and um, probably with experience working in a similar company in the past, but now they're going virtual um, just makes a difference for the client. What's the flow? If I were to look for a role, what's a like a social media manager? How does that work with Trusty Oak? Yeah, well, if the first step is just for us to have a conversation. I, I listen to see if that's really what they need or if it's something else right. or what else could we do because we have a team with some are social media focused, some are admin, yeah. you know, writing, whatever. There's so many different things. And we do operate as a team even though we're working as, you know, with dedicated virtual assistants for each client. But someone would just call. We'd we'd identify that, and then I'm using that conversation to determine, okay, who's going to be the best fit. And this is where I'll get a little bit nerdy and just like my system. But I use my HubSpot CRM to actually keep up with applicants. So people that want to be a virtual assistant yeah. apply on the site. We're keeping a lot of notes in our CRM, so I can very quickly just go in and you know figure out, okay, based on these tasks, this software that they use. This is a good VA. And then, you know, the conversation internally starts with, hey, here's this client. What do you think? And so everybody gets to choose who they want to work with. And what are the rate ranges? Like, where's the starting point? It's it's sold in hourly packages that you can use on any task. So you purchase a package. You purchase a package. You get a better rate if you buy a larger package. But And do you have a a dedicated person, same person through Mm -hmm. and through? Right. Yeah. So you would be assigned that one person. But... Let's say they're, you know, they're handling invoicing and sending out your proposals, but now you're asking for a marketing brochure and they don't know how to do that. We use Slack to say, hey, uh, I've got a client that needs help with the marketing brochure. Who can help me with this? And someone else will get involved and take care of that one piece. But the client under has the a, same package, under the same package. Yeah. So the, the client has a simplicity of just having that one point person. Most of the time we have a few clients now that are are growing and yeah. actually like now they're at, I mean, we have one web agency that's using three different virtual assistants for different roles. And he's like, I want to just keep going with more VAs. <laughs> um, what are some of the pricing packages? It ranges between 31 and $38 an hour. So you get a better rate with the, the larger package if yeah. you're going to be, you know, in it for a little bit longer. But the hours or there's no contract. So yeah. people can buy a package. They have 90 days to use it on anything that comes up. We have a time tracker that we're sending reports so they know exactly where the time is. When the time's gone, they buy more. They don't have to. That's so cool. And you talked about using HubSpot. I love sharing productivity tools. Um, I use a tool called Pipedrive. Why? Mm -hmm. I hear, I mean, HubSpot is supposed to be like king of everything. Uh, What do you like about HubSpot? I'm definitely tempted constantly to check out HubSpot more because everyone loves HubSpot. Well, it's it's funny, but I think like a lot of people start with the free CRM and then they kind of evolve into the other parts of the tool. But I started with the marketing software first, the paid, um, I think it's about $300 a month. And it gives me the ability to like 
post my blogs on HubSpot, um, a lot of analytics stuff, um, social media management. There's yeah. tons of stuff that it can do in there. And then later I added, I started realizing, okay, well, the CRM has a lot of capacity as well. So then I just started adding on automation tools. I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty endless. And I ha- probably haven't even gotten halfway through everything. And is it offer. still, is it more than 300 a month now? Um, I'm paying three fifty a month. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard uh, HubSpot. It has a lot of free tools, but then once you get into it, you don't want to leave it, and it does get really expensive. But mm-hmm. I've never truly looked at it, so I didn't know if really expensive meant like a thousand dollars a month or like fifty. Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah no. Th- I mean, three fifty. You can get a lot yeah. out of it. Um, yeah, I think the next package up is eight hundred a month. Oh, that's probably like what that. everybody's talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. So, what has been an obstacle that you've successfully Successfully overcome, and how did you overcome it? Well, I I think I I touched on a little bit, just you know, not having experience and feeling a little bit discouraged and realizing like maybe I maybe I'm going to have to go to school to get a real job. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And uh, you know that was part of it, but it was really a mentality that I had to overcome through that and just realize like if I want to do something, I should just go for it. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest thing, and just realizing when you're starting out a new business. Um, it's an endurance race. And, you know, there's there it were is. times where I thought I'd, I was going to throw in the towel. Um, just, you know, financially, I was thinking, OK, well, I can't get paid this time and yeah. got to keep this running. But yeah. so I was driving uh, like there was a company called Fasten that is like Uber Lyft. I was doing that. I worked like a contract office manager job just trying to keep it going. And uh, I made it over the hump. (laughs) And so (laughs) now things are going really well. But yeah, just I think that's probably the biggest challenge is just um, not not giving up and pushing through whenever things were kind of (laughs) hard. I think that's a great point. Right now we're sitting in this place called Impact Hub, which is a co-working space. And it's so important to have that community when you're working. And I think even when you're surrounded by a lot of people, we still feel really alone in our entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to over like yesterday when I was really frustrated with something, I called my girlfriend Shauna in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to vent. I need you to listen to me. And then I need you to tell me how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, go. <laughs> and then I'm like, and you, I started with, I feel like I'm not good enough to be an entrepreneur because I keep failing at this thing. And if I, if I keep failing at it, it must mean that I don't have what it mm-hmm. takes because why does this mistake keep happening over and over even though I'm trying so hard? Mm. And she's like, so last week I lost that much money too. And I did it, 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 you know what I mean? And and like I, you know, had the exact same challenge. I'm like, you did? She's like, yeah. I'm like, but you're so smart, you know? (laughs) And she's like, she's like, we go through this. And I think the thing that Sean and I have in common is we're both really um, nice, compassionate leaders. And Um, We were talking about setting boundaries and making sure, like, people don't take advantage. And I'm like, I don't think people are trying to take advantage of me. She's like, well, sometimes if you don't set a boundary, people will just do what you allow them to do. It's They're not necessarily bad people. They're just – why are they going to tell you to stop paying them or whatever, you know? So um, it's interesting. Where do you go to – do you have even idea like what do you wish existed for- to support us as as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as creators when we're feeling shit? Yeah. Like- <laughs> well, honestly, I feel I f- I feel like it's just nurturing relationships that I yeah. have. I don't I guess I don't really wish for something I don't already have. I feel like 
Um, it's just a matter of being vulnerable, like you were with your friend, just yeah. you know, calling someone and saying, "Okay, this is this sucks. What do I do?" Yeah, and and you know, not being afraid to kind of put it out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't want to do that with just anyone or, yeah, or yeah, everyone, yeah. but, totally. you know, just have, having a your inner circle, so to speak, someone that you can trust and, and bounce things off of. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even just thinking about that low point that, where I was just talking about uh, there, my friend Terry Greer, he's an insurance agent and he's just always been like a cheerleader for yeah. me. And I ha- was, ha- I remember having lunch with him nearly in tears, just telling him, you know, I don't know about this. Yeah. And, and uh he was, you know, he empathized with me and felt it and, and encouraged me and um, checked in on me. And, yeah. and, you know, like things started getting better. And then he was the first one, you know, high-fiving whenever things were kind of on the upswing again. So um, I think it's just continuing to, to get people like that in your corner. How, how large is your company right now? How many contractors do you have working with you? How many people run it? Uh, so there are 28 right now, and I have an interview this afternoon, so hopefully there will be another one um, added. Um, they're all virtual assistants, like working as virtual assistants, yeah. with the exception of the one person that's uh, the web developer that's new. Um, there, there's I have my, I guess... I don't. I don't know. Really, I don't really have a term for the the virtual assistants that are helping me with a lot of internal stuff. But um, there's one person that's a staffing coordinator helping with bringing on the new people, vetting, yeah. making sure we've got some great people coming in. There's other a couple of others that are helping with marketing, and there's a a, a whole bunch of them that are just offering kind of the the brain trust of things and you know bringing big ideas to the table. So when did you create Trusty Oak? Three years ago, next month, so August 2015. Yeah. Do you ever feel responsible for all of them? Yes. Yeah. It is. There's a little bit of a um, a weight in that, and uh, actually, that you know, that's part of whenever things get hard. It's not just about my own well being; it's about them. But I don't know. That to me, that's what makes it so rewarding is that it's not just about me, and that's why I do it because I love. I love seeing like I went actually visited um, there's five of the assistants live in Boise, Idaho, of all places. And I went to Boise to meet some of them for the very first time. Yeah, it was really cool. And I met some of their husbands and their kids. And I was just I was really moved listening to their families, you know, their husbands telling me we love Trusty Oak. It's you know, it's really just changed our life. It's made it easier for us to be, you know, to be flexible, yeah. be able to go on trips. Or um, they, and one of them had her husband is starting a coffee roasting business, and you know, just like just realizing like it's promoting entrepreneurship and giving people control of their life. Is, yeah, and that's. I don't know if that really answered the question directly because no, I does. went off on the part that's you know what's good, and I love, I love that how rewarding it is, yeah. and so. It's heavy in the sense that yes, if this fails, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of people let down. But um, the reason it's not failing is because we're kind of in it together. It's funny. I think the word over the years, I, I've reassessed the word failure and success. They're very funny words that mean different things at different stages of an entrepreneurial career. In 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 the beginning, success meant to me on the cover of Fast Company magazine of Inc. You know. <laughs> And now success means, am I enjoying my life? Um, in yeah. the beginning, failure meant uh, a, a company like falling apart or not existing anymore. Now failure means that I'm not taking action. Mm. Like, are you truly a failure if you're taking action every day? I mean, we're not saying Kodak doesn't exist. Yeah. Toys R Us closed down. Yeah. Those aren't failures. That's right. Like, yeah. what is failure if 
Toys R Us. If Toys R Us is a failure, we have no hope. <laughs> yeah, <know>? good point. <laughs> we're, all, we're all going to cry. Yeah. Like, I just think it's it's not that black and white. That's true. Yeah. But it feels black and white. But yeah. it's not that black and white. No, you're yeah. right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. What are some suggestions you could give to everyone in hiring the right team? That's re- it's a really hard thing to do. So are, do you have yeah. a couple insights that you could share with us? Yeah, no, uh, that's I mean, that's hot on my mind right now with yeah. all these new hires coming in. It's I, I think for me, the key is making sure that you're you're getting people that are independent enough that they they actually care about it. But it's it's also creating a culture that is going to draw in the right people. Right. And um, that's that's I guess that's a word people throw around a lot. And it's like, how do you actually do that? Especially when your team is 100% remote, how do you actually, you know, bring people together? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm learning kind of as I go on that, but yeah. giving people the tools to be able to communicate and lean on each yeah. other and have transparency about just everything. I mean, yeah. I, I, even once a month, I send a sales report saying, here's what we did this month. And, you know, it's just giving people the the big picture of things so that they're invested. I mean, everyone that's working with me is a part-time worker, yeah. but they are, you know, very invested in what yeah. we're doing. And, um, you know, I don't know if I, I mean, I didn't set out to with that, okay, here's how I'm going to do that. And it wasn't really cut and dry, right. but realizing that that's what's bringing in the good people. Um, so giving people something to hope for. And if they're applying for a job and they're looking at our Instagram and they see our team and they see the things we're doing or they, you know, on our newsletter, just again, just being really transparent and showing how it really is and, you know, making it fun and exciting and something that people want to be a part of. Um, but then also, you know, you don't want just anyone coming in. So that's why we have such a, a strong vetting process and it's, I mean, it is pretty traditional in some ways and that we're, you know, we're doing a phone screening interview and we're doing a video interview and we're checking references. And um, I think it's just, you know, figuring out the right questions to ask to find out, like, what motivates someone and not just what can they do. And you talked about HubSpot. We've talked about HubSpot mm-hmm. a lot. What other uh, tools are your favorite apps or software yeah. or productivity tool? Can you – I feel like you'd have – I do. A lot. <laughs> like which one do you recommend for social media management where you can post to Instagram to and at mention? I'm the wrong yeah. person to okay. answer that specific question. <laughs> okay. um, there's We have some of the virtual assistants yeah. that can, can talk more yeah. to that. But – um, I can talk about like yeah. communication yeah, tools yeah, and project yeah. management. And, oh, wait, uh, wait, wait. Ready? Yeah. Basecamp, Trello, or Asana? Tre- Trello. Why? Um, it's, it's just simpler. Like I did use Basecamp for a long time, but it was the classic version. I don't know if you ever yeah, saw the I, older, I older version. Yeah. And I loved that one. But then when it switched, it was I felt like I was lost again. And then I switched company. You know, I switched yeah, yeah. anyway. But Trello, I like Trello because – I like the list. I just I like the way it looks. Yeah, yeah. No, I get <laughs> you know, it. It's yeah. like it, it works with my brain. Our project manager loves Trello. We use both Trello and Basecamp, and our okay. project manager loves. Yeah, Trello. I just I don't know what it is, but um, th- lately another tool that I really love is called uh, Loom. Use Loom dot com. Ooh, what's that? It's a, a Chrome extension. It, they're actually about to roll out a desktop uh, version of it, but it's a video recording app. So I just, I hit the button, I can screencast, do my, you know, my camera on or just the screen or both. Um, And instead of sending emails, I 
I just shoot like these quick videos and it integrates with Slack so I can just just record the video, boom, hit it to Slack and and instead of, you know, typing a bunch of stuff, I just what? talk. And so and actually that really that's another thing that I'm I'm really focusing on right now is realizing, hey, this is actually part of why I think our team is well connected because and they feel like they know me really well because yeah. I'm making these videos all yeah, the time yeah, yeah, and they yeah. see me and they, you know, kind of see my mannerisms or, yeah. or whatever. So, um, and it also ties really well to Trello and this Loom does. Yeah. Loom Why? and Trello. It, they just, the way it interfaces is really, it's really slick. So whenever you embed, you just put a link to your video on Loom and it will embed the video right there in Trello in the card. And we actually, our onboarding process for new hires is yeah. all at, just a, a series of videos in Trello and task in Trello. So new hire gets a board that's all their board and yeah. they work th- first. Your first week is one column and they're just working through task. Tra- they learn how to use our time tracker. They yeah. also get to see company goals. So videos I've made in December last year and, nice. you know, a quarterly update here. I want to go through your new hire process. <laughs> I feel like I'd learn so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm actually, I, I've made a video about using Loom for this reason. A public one? Yeah, it's on YouTube. You have to so, send it to yeah, me. Yeah, I will. It's, yeah. The quality's not that great. But. I don't care. <laughs> you have to send it to me. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Where can people connect with you online? Um, well, trustyoak.com, um, Instagram, all of the social media platforms, we're all at trustyoak.com. At trustyoak. And, and are you comfortable with email or are you on LinkedIn? Yes, yes. Um, LinkedIn. Actually, my LinkedIn handle is Amber McGinty. Please spell um, it. Amber, A-M-B-E-R-M-C-G-I-N-T-Y. Awesome. So. And what is your favorite book? Favorite book? Oh, that's a hard question. There's a bunch of them floating around in my head. I'm, well, I'll just talk about the, the last one I read. We'll cool. just say that. It's not necessarily my favorite, but um, it's called uh, Crushing Mediocrity. And the, the authors are both women that were in uh, male-dominated industries, one in aviation, one in the automobile industry. And they talk about like – they just tell a bunch of – a series yeah. of stories of you know ways that they overcame within those industries. So – Anyway, that's a good one. <laughs> that's awesome. That like so fitting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a good one to remember. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Thank you. I love it. I completely want to experience your onboarding process, <laughs> and I want to be like a peeping, uh, like eye over your shoulder on uh, your HubSpot account. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I'm making videos, so I'll send them over, <laughs> and I will be checking out Loom. There's there's so many notes. I'm like, must remember all these things. <laughs> post interview. It's a good thing we're recording this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Amber. If you want to connect with more incredible women in tech around the world, remember you could go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Be sure to say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. This is Amber Gray with Trusty Oak, where we provide U.S.-based virtual assistant services to busy entrepreneurs and creative teams based in Austin, Texas, and you're listening to Women in Tech. Impact Hub here in Austin, Texas has been our home. We want to give a huge thanks to making it possible for us to comfortably meet and interview several inspiring women in tech. They have the most collaborative workspace, incredible events, beautiful design, a hammock in their backyard. What? It's an incredible space. You have to check it out if you're in Austin. Thank you so much for being a part of the Women in Tech journey. Be sure to go to impacthubaustin.com to get your free day of co-working.
I want to give a huge thanks to the team at SpyCloud. SpyCloud protects your employee and customer information from breaches and account takeovers. Try SpyCloud's early warning breach detection platform. SpyCloud made it possible for us to meet with several women in tech here in Austin, Texas, and I am so thankful that they have been part of the Women in Tech podcast journey. Get protected today by going to spycloud.com. That's S-P-Y-C-L-O-U-D.com. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.